Okay, so we're going to continue with the uh, with the story of the Chacham and the Tam. We didn't do uh, we didn't learn last week because of Simcha, but we're continuing in the middle of the middle of the uh, the Chacham's journey. We began with obviously the Tam. We said that the Tam became a shoemaker. That was what the Tam did, and we discussed a length a few weeks ago why the Tam became a shoemaker and the greatness of becoming a shoemaker and staying in his little village and not looking for anything beyond the village. But what the Chacham did is the Chacham was not interested in being involved in Malacha Pshuta Kazu. He said, I'm not interested. No, I'm he said, I'm not interested. I don't want, uh, I don't want such a malach It was too simple. And he, he, he felt that he was greater and bigger than being involved in something so simple. And therefore the Chacham, even though he could have found another job in the city, could have found another job in his town, he could have looked for something else, but it wasn't, it wasn't coming from a place of him looking for more parnasa. It wasn't coming from him utilize, wanting to utilize his talents in a better way, which all those are good reasons to go to the big city to find a, to find a Parnassah. And those are all would have been fine reasons. But the way Rabbi Nachman explains why the Chacham wanted to leave the town is it wasn't that he was looking for something else. He didn't want to be involved in something so demeaning, something that he felt was so beneath his dignity to be involved in being a shoemaker, to be living in the village anymore. And therefore he wanted to leave. Therefore he left. And again, as we said, the main issue was why he was leaving. Not that he was looking for a new job. There's nothing wrong with looking for a new job. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make a parnasa. There's nothing wrong with somebody who's smart going to college and utilizing their kaychas in a proper way. Again, assuming that they're going to the proper college and assuming everything's done proper. All, all those things are fine. All those things are good and all those things can be very beneficial for a person to use the kaych of chachma in a way which is good. But the, the chacham is over here in this story is not utilizing, is not u- trying to utilize his talents. He's not somebody who says, I'm a chacham and therefore I want to make sure that I'm not wasting away my talents. The whole, his whole ASIC is, he feels like he's too great. He feels he's too dignified to be involved in something as simple as being involved in, in being a shoemaker. And that's, that's really, really the issue. That's really the, 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 the beginning of his, the beginning of the breakdown of the Chacham is why he's leaving the village and what he's looking for when he's leaving the village. And we mentioned last, uh, two, last year, two years ago, that when, he's, when he begins to leave the village, he adds to the shuk, which the shuk always represents, that place of chitzanias, that place where everything's outside, even practically, most of the time the shuk is not a store. Right? The difference between a shuk and a store is that a shuk is, a, a shuk is outdoor market. Stores are inside, right? So the place that he goes to, the place that he goes, he goes to the outdoor market because everything he's involved in is external. Everything he's involved in is, is the outside world. He's not involved at all in the world of the inside, right? Obviously tonight's Tubishva. We'll talk about it a little bit later by the Tish, but the whole idea of Tubishvat is the recognition of something on the inside, the recognition of Midasayisai, the recognition of the roots of the tree. That's not the world of the Chacham. The Chacham just wants to see the tree. He just wants to see the Paris already growing. He just wants to see something on the outside. So he's going to the Shuk, the outdoor market. He's Meshaitit, he's going around, he's looking around, he's searching for something, but not because he wants to fulfill his own desire to be able to be more successful, but because he wants to fulfill his desire to be able to, for people to look at him as being more successful. And therefore he goes to the Shuk, He's looking for something and he finds these, he sees these, uh, this big agala, this big wagon that has these four beautiful horses that are in front of it with this, uh, with this wagon, this covered wagon that's being carried by these four beautiful big horses. And he's very impressed by it. He's impressed by things that are external. He's impressed by things that catch his eye and he gets impressed and he sees, and we mentioned this last time that the way where Machman says that he sees the horse with the carriage, he says, that the horse with the carriage was going it was ratza, it was going very quickly, vahilechas, and it was, going, it was going as well. So he uses two lashinas over there. Shayu ratza, ratza means that it was moving very quickly, vahilechas, halechas means that it's going, going at a, going at a typical speed. Right? So we mentioned last time, one shot exactly why Rebbe used the lashin of shayu ratza vahilechas. It was running, and it was also walking slowly, but I saw another beautiful shot. That Rebbe trying to, to, to tell us that the challenge with the Chacham is that he was running, 
but he was never stopping to walk slowly. And the, the avoider of the Tam is somebody who's able to live his life with Yishvadas. We mentioned that the idea of being a shoemaker is somebody who's able to live peacefully, calmly. He's able to live in a way that he's able to think about what he's doing. He's able to sit and be able to stitch the sews of the, sew the stitches of the shoes in a way that's calm, in a way that's not running. The problem with the Chacham is that he's running, which running itself is not such a problem, but you need to be Ratz Veshav. You need to run, and then you need to know how to walk also. You need to also know how to be able to walk slowly, to be able to be misbeinant, to be able to have the yishavadas, to think, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I involved in what I'm doing? Why is this job the best job for me? Why do I want this thing? So to be able to think about it in a way of tmimus, not in a way of chachma. That's the way he's doing. His chachma is constantly searching, constantly running, but he never stops to be able to walk. And therefore, this, the first image that he sees when he goes to the shuk is he sees these four, these four uh, horses carrying this wagon and it's running, but it's also going slowly. And that's the secret that the Tom has that the Chacham doesn't have. We'll see. The Tom ends up becoming all the way at the top. The Tom doesn't remain a shoemaker the rest of his life. The Tom ends up becoming the Mesharis, the second, to, second in command to the king. He grows tremendously in his, in his business, in his finances, in his ability to be able to help other people. He doesn't remain a shoemaker, but he's constantly living that life where he's balancing ruts, Bashav. He's running, and at the same time, he's walking slowly. He has the ability to say, wait, what, am I just doing this because everybody else is doing this? Am I just part of the herd mentality that I'm just running after everything else that everybody's running after? Or is this really what I want? Is this really meaningful to me? Is this really something that's important? I, I was talking to somebody a while ago, somebody who's, you know, uh, you know, middle age, I would say, maybe a little less than middle age. And he told me, he said, he said he finally had an awakening for the first time in his life that everything he's been chasing for decades, everything he's been chasing, he doesn't really want. And it doesn't really interest him anymore. And he's running and running, and he feels a tremendous, tremendous shift and avoid in his life because everything he was running after is no longer enticing to him anymore. But, you know, and it's a certain sense of maturity and a certain sense of spiritual growth, but that doesn't happen by everybody. The Chacham is just running and running and running and never stops to think, why am I running after this? Why is it important for me to have a nicer car, a bigger house? Why is it important for me these things? Are these things important to me? Are they important to society? Are they important to me? Are they important to the image that's being portrayed when I have the bigger house, the nicer car, when I have those things? Is it important to me or not? And therefore, the first image that he sees is the horses, which are impressive, but the horses are running, and then the ratzah, bahileches, and they're also going very slowly. This is the secret of the tam versus the chacham, the ability to be able to stop and to think, like Nachman says, a person has to do a spy to dos, has to have yishavadas, is about to stop and to be misbeinen. What in the world am I doing? What's the purpose? What am I trying to get out of this? Where am I running? What, what, why am I on the hamster wheel again and again and again? Am I, is it getting me anywhere? Am I just going around and around and around and around? And that's what the Chacham never stops to think. And he just, he runs from job to job to job, from big city to big city to big, to big city, from trying to impress people more and more and more with ever stop, without ever stopping to think. What do I really want? And therefore, the first image he sees is a susim, ratzah, vaylechah, running and going back. And that's why we mentioned last time that he asks them right away. He asks the seichrim, he asks the merchants that are there, where are you from and where are you going? And they say, we come from Warsaw and we're going back to Warsaw. And that's what, the, again, the tam, that's the secret that the Tom has that the Chacham doesn't have. The Chacham is never looking at where he's coming and trying to get back to the same place. He always needs to get to a new destination. He's always looking for something different than he has in his life. He never has the capability to say, I came from somewhere and I have no problem getting back to the same thing. No problem coming back to the same place in a way that's a little bit greater, a little bit more elevated, a little bit bigger, but I have no problem coming back to the same place. When he sees the Chacham, again, they're hinting to him that we come from Warsaw, where are we from? Where are we from? Where are we going? 
going right back to Warsaw. We have no problem staying in the same place. We can be complacent. We can be happy. We can have the Yishev to recognize that where we are is the best place in the world to be. And we don't need to be running and searching and chasing something that's not really going to bring us happiness. And again, everything that he's seeing is all messages that are being hinted to him by the Rabbanish. Like the Balsham Tev taught us a person's connected and a person understands that a person unstuffs his ears. He'll be able to see and hear and everything that happens to him throughout the day and throughout his week that everything are messages from the messages from the Rabbanish. And everything that's happening to the Tam is just Hashem sending a message to the Chacham. It's just Hashem sending a messages. Remember, stop running. Just come from Warsaw, go back to Warsaw. Come from the small village, go back to the small village. Run, but also be able to walk slowly. Everything trying to remind him the purpose of life, what he's supposed to be doing. Fine, that's all what we said last time. And I think we started getting to the point of what he's, what, what, why he's getting involved in this conversation with the merchants. Fine, so he sees the merchants. They say they came from Warsaw, they go back to Warsaw. Sees with these horses, and this, this, is, the, this is the conversation. Shalosam, he asks them, you, you go, you're going to Warsaw. Warsaw is a big city, much bigger than the little village he comes from. He comes from a little, you know, Be'ir Achas. He comes from a little village. And they're going to Warsaw. Warsaw is the big city. Warsaw is something exciting, place he's never been, for, been to. Shema Atetzrichim Mesharsim. He says, maybe do you need, is it possible that you need Mesharsim? Maybe you need somebody to help you. Now, it's interesting. We mentioned last time he says Mesharsim. He doesn't say Mesharis, even though he's not offering other people. He's only offering himself. This possibly comes from the gaiva that he has, that he thinks of himself as being more than one person, that he's more capable than just one person helping them. He says, you need helpers, and I can take the place of many helpers, which means I can do many things at once. I'm a very smart person, I'm a bar havana, I'm smart, he's a chacham, and therefore he says, do you need helpers? Because I could, I could do the job of three or four people, and therefore it's possibly, very possibly, again, I'm not sure 100%, very possibly comes from a place of gaiva, which is the problem with the chacham, is that he has so much gaiva, like we mentioned, that he doesn't want to be involved. He says, I should change the baby's diaper, I should take out the garbage, I'm too big of a chacham, I'm too smart to be involved in such menial, such simple things. That's part of his problem. And therefore it could be, he says, maybe you need many people, and therefore he's just referring to himself. Roshu Baravana Mazuris, so these Bashar, these Saychan, these merchants, they see that he's a smart person. Both the name, they say, Yeah, it's a great idea. You know, you can be our Masharis, you can be the guy who's gonna help us, who's gonna stuff the packages, who's gonna take care of us on the journey. So the Chacham says he doesn't want a free journey, he doesn't want to go for free. He says, I'll be your Masharis, I'll be the guy who's gonna be schlepping the coffee, bringing the coffee to you. I'll be the guy who's, you know, just running around doing all the errands for you, the driver. But that way I'll be able to get a free job, for a free ride from here, from the small village, to get to Warsaw. And he took very, very good care of them. Now, the Swarm pointed out a very, very simple thing. Here you have a guy who was a Balabayas, which means he lived in a village and he owned a house. Now, didn't just own a house. The house that he owned, like we mentioned, was, was a bias gadol. He owned a large house. He was somebody who seemingly could have been very, very successful in his village. He probably could have rose all the way to the top in his village. What does he do? He goes and he sells himself as a slave to the merchants that he doesn't know if the merchants are good. He has no clue. He didn't do any research into these merchants. We'll see. Only after he travels with the merchants does he first ask anybody, are these merchants like honest people? He sells himself as a slave to other people, but not as a slave in, in a way, not in a way, in a respectable way. He doesn't ask them, listen, let me help you figure out some ways to be able to better your business. He says, do you need a Masharis? And what does he do? What's he doing? He's slopping the packages. He's getting them their coat. He's making sure that the wagon wheels are done properly. And if they need a spear tire, he's the one changing it. Here you have a person who's a chacham, person who has, who has rose in his own little village to be a place of prominence. And he gives all of it up to be an eved to, to, to Seichram. To merchants. Why? Not because this is his way of climbing the ladder of success. 
Again, if he was doing that for the sake of getting somewhere, for the sake of his own need to be able to make more money, to be able to provide for his family, to be able to utilize his talents, that's a very healthy thing to do, to recognize that I can have a nova, I could have, you know, little, I don't have to have so much gaiva, and I could start at the bottom, and I could slowly work my way up from being, you know, the person who's the doorman, I could work my way up to being the owner of the whole hotel. That, that's a fine thing, that's a great thing to do, a person has enough nova to do that. That's not why he's doing it. He's giving himself up, and he's selling himself as a mesharis to somebody else for the sake of making more money. And the Swarm point out that, again, this is part of, part of the chase that a person has, especially when a person gets into business and Gashmias, is that so often a person will give himself up and a person will make themselves a slave to somebody, literally a slave to somebody, just for the sake of getting their foot in the door to be able to make more money. And it's, and it's a silly thing to do because the person is making a good parnasa. This Chacham is making a good parnasa. He owned the house. He had everything set up for him, but he's giving all of that up. He's giving his comfort up. He's giving his ability to be able to utilize his talents properly up. He's giving all of that up for the sake of hopefully making more money. And, it's, and, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to become a slave to somebody else. A person can become a slave to a job. Like we mentioned last time, a person can have one job and the job is a good job and it's nine to five. And he could come home at night and he could put his phone away and he's not the owner of the company. He's not the guy who's making the most money, but he could come home at night. He could put his phone away. He could spend time with his wife. He could spend time with his kids. He could learn in the morning. He could learn at night. He could take a walk around, around the lake with his wife. He has the time to, and the ability to be able to spend time with his family, to spend time with things that are important. And he's not a slave to his job. He works for somebody else and he's not making a high of money. He's making enough money to support his family properly, he has a bias, he has a home, he has a car, he has everything that he needs, but it's not it, because he's chasing something bigger. So he goes ahead and he sells himself as a slave to a job, and either to another person in that job or to another job where he decides, I'm gonna open a company, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start something, not for the sake of, again, not for the sake of utilizing my talents, for the sake that I wanna become that business owner who's the guy who's all the way at the top of the, top of the ladder, so that society starts to respect me more. And he sells himself as a slave to the world of money and to the world of business in a way that he's losing everything that's important to him. This is what the Chacham does. The Chacham goes from the top all the way to the bottom. He becomes a Mesharis. He's a Meshamash Oisav Hetev Baderech. He serves him very well in the path and he goes from the guy who is the most respected person in his village. The guy who owned a home. The guy who's respected. He goes to the guy who's all the way, all the way at the bottom. The guy who's schlepping and, and changing the spirit tires. All for the sake of getting society to respect him more. And again, this is, this is the problem of the Chacham. That he's willing to give himself up give himself up and, and literally sell his life in, in order to give himself up. I just met somebody last week. So also, he made a switch in jobs. He made a switch in jobs to a job that he thought, you know, would make him more money. And, and he told me, he said, so I said, I was like, I thought I, you know, I thought I would see you around more. You know, you switch the jobs and the job, you know, where you, you thought you'd be working less hours and making more money. I said, I don't, uh, I don't see, I don't seem to see you around much more. He's like, doesn't ever work. He's like, it's way, way worse than it used to be. I have way less time than it used to be. I have no time for my wife, my kids, my family, for learning. I have way less time than it used to be. So he gave up a good job and he went to another job, all for the sake of making more money, and he became a slave to the second job. That's what the Chacham does. Chacham is a good job. Right? We don't find that he's struggling at all in Parnassah when he's living in the city. But he gives that up to become a slave to somebody else, to become a slave to money, to become a slave to societies impression of him that he should be raised in the place where people or people in the, in the eyes of society that they look at him in a chashu way. And again, we all do this in some extent. We all sell ourselves, we all become enslaved to certain things, not for our own good, not for the things that are good to us, but all for the sake of, outs, of outside covet, for the sake of outside people being able to respect us. There's a mice when Nassim was on his way to Eretz Yisrael. Peller, Nassim was on his way, he writes this in the name or not. He was on his journey to Eretz Yisrael. So it was a very complicated journey. It was not an easy journey. Balshem had a hard journey. Nachman had a hard journey. The, the, the Nassim had a hard journey. All of them had very, very difficult, long, challenging journeys to get from Ukraine to Eretz Yisrael. 
And when uh, Rav Nassim was on his way to Eretz Yisrael, at one point he came to a certain village and he was hoping to see certain, it seemed like some of his chassidim, some of his friends, he was hoping to see them there and he was, had already been away from his family for a while. He was going through a, a lot of difficulties. He was hoping to see some of them, there would be mechazikim. And he came to the village and they weren't there. It wasn't the kind of thing that, you know, that they could come back you know, on a car. They weren't there, they weren't going to be around. And it was clear that he wasn't going to be able to see them. So the person that he was with, I don't remember his name, he started, you know, Rav Nassim started to get like a little bit atzvah. He started to get a little bit down. He's away from his family. He's trying to get there to show. It's a difficult journey. He's spent a lot of money and time and energy and spiritual energy and emotional energy. It's a very, very difficult journey. And here he is. And he was hoping that he could finally meet somebody that he knows that will give him, you know, a warm word, a place to sleep, some food. And he doesn't meet them. They're not there in the village. So he said that the person that he was with started to be mechayim. He started to give him life. And he started to tell him, do you remember what the Rebbe said? Do you remember that Rav Nachman told us about how silly people are in this world? that people will spend their whole lives chasing something that's not really ever gonna get them fulfilled. And people will go through such lengths to give up all the things that are important to them. All the things that are important to them in order to get something that's not really gonna give them any real satisfaction. So the person will give up the time they spend with their wife, their kids, the time they spend learning, the time they spend enjoying their, enjoying their hobbies, all for the sake of chasing money, and it doesn't get them anywhere. At the end of the day, all the things that are really important to them all have fallen apart. And Ibn Nassim said that they started talking about it. And they started giving examples of, of various things that people do that are so silly and so stupid just to try to make more money. And Ibn Nassim said that him and this friend of his, they started to laugh. He says, we laughed for close to an hour about how crazy the world is. For close to an hour, Ibn Nassim and his friend, he says, Mamash Machaimi, for close to an hour, we just sat and laughed at the world. We sat and we laughed at how crazy people are, how stupid people are, that they're chasing and chasing and chasing things that are never gonna fill them up. And the things that are really important to them, things that are really valuable to them, they're running away from. And they're not giving the proper, they're not giving the proper attention to those things that are really important. And they're running and running. And here it is, the Chacham, he has a house, he has everything good. He's chasing and running and chasing. Rustin said, we sat for close to an hour laughing, just laughing at the craziness of the world. And he could do it. You can just sit and he could be misbinding for a few minutes about how crazy the world is. What is the world chasing? Why, why, why are people, what are people trying to get to? What are the things that are important to people? What are the things that people actually chase? You see, most of the times, the things that people spend most of their day doing are not the things that are actually important to them. And obviously, a person needs to have masamata, and a person needs to have parnasa. Nachman said that he wants everybody to have a good parnasa, and everyone should have a proper parnasa, and everyone should have a good job. But you have to also make sure that what you're chasing is not going to be that which is, that which is overriding the things that are important to you. I said over by my, by my son's, my son, Ari Leib Shalom Zachar, I said over Friday night, I said that by Pidyan Aben, the question that's always asked to the father, the, the father of the child, is my boy's tvei. What do you want more? Do you want the five slum? Do you want the five coins? Or do you want the child? Right? And obviously the father says, there's a lashon that he says, he says, I want my child, I don't want the five slum. He's paid to his child, he's paid to the child that gives the five slum to the, to the kayan, and he's able to, get his, able to get his child. Now there's always somebody, but every pidyan I've ever been to, there's always that wise guy, an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent, who makes some wise, you sure you, want the, you sure you want the child over the money? I don't know, I don't know if it's a good idea, maybe take the money over the child. It's always somebody who makes that joke about like, maybe take the money over the child, because it, it, it seems silly. Like, what, what are you asking the father? My boy's tvei, what do you want more, the money or the child? Obviously everyone's gonna pick the child. They just, wife is pregnant for nine months, there's just a tremendous amount of effort. A child's worth more than all the money in the world. But I had a machshava once by Pidyan Aben, it was actually a Pidyan Aben here in the tent. I had a machshava by Pidyan Aben that we're not asking the father right now, what do you want more, the five slum or the child? It's a question that every single father is asked every day of his life. My boy's tvei. You're standing with your kids and your, and your phone rings. The question is, my boy's tvei, to pick up the phone call or your children? What's more important to you? To pick up your phone call, to be able to answer the business phone call or your children? 
It's an extra $5,000. What's more important to you? $5,000 or your child. You're sitting with your wife by supper and the phone rings. Or you're sitting with your wife and, and you have something else to do and you want to go run out to go somewhere. My boys today, what's more important to you? Your wife or the, or the other item or that whatever, whatever else you're chasing. It's a question that every single parent is asked at every moment of the day and every person's asked at every moment of the day. My boys today, do you want the five slum? Do you want the coins? Or do you want something that's really valuable? And by the event, it seems like a silly question because everybody knows, obviously, the child's more valuable than the money. But, but, the mo- but the, if you don't ask yourself that question at every moment of your life, my advice is, what do I really want? What's more important to me? To have yeshivadas or to have more money? I think all of us would say, if we thought about it honestly, yeshivadas is more important than money, without a question, right? The, the lack of, Chavi Salvavis writes in the beginning of Shabbat Tachin that a person, who, a person who's not a Baal Batachin has no Yishavadas. He's chasing and chasing and chasing and all of his money is put into all different, all different businesses and he can't go to sleep peacefully at night and he wakes up and you, you watch people do this. I watch people sometimes by davening. They, they check the stocks like seven, eight times during davening. Why? Because they have no Yishavadas because they have no Batachin. They have no Yishavadas and they have a lot of money in the stock market and it's going to be a big deal if the stock dips you know, a, few, a few points. It's going to be a tremendous big deal. They're going to lose a lot of money. It's tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. But there's no Yishavadas. What would you rather, Yishavadas or money? My boy is Tvei. I think we would all say Yishavadas, but you have to make sure that you're actually living up to chasing Yishavadas and not chasing money. And you have to make sure that you're living up to giving value to your family and to things that are important to you and not to the, and not to the money. And this is what the Chacham does. When the Chacham's asked the question, my boy is Tvei, he doesn't answer the question properly. And again, it seems silly at the Pidyan Aben because everybody knows what's more valuable. Obviously, a child's more valuable than money. But if the child's more valuable than money, then when you're sitting at the office at 5.30, 6 o'clock, and you know that if you don't leave the office now, you're not going to be able to put your kids to sleep. You're not going to be able to say goodnight to them. Maybe you'll be able to go in and tuck them in at 9, 10 o'clock at night and give them a kiss in their head, but you're not going to really be able to say goodnight to them. So then you say, my boy's today, what do I want more? To make an extra deal or to be able to take care of my kids? And you close the computer and you leave work and you go home and you say, okay, my children are more important than the five slum. My children are more important than the money. It's again, it's the question that's asked at every moment of a person's life. My boy's today. What's more important to you? We always have, everything in life is, everything in life is a balance. Anything that, you're gonna, anything that you're gonna put importance on, anything that you're gonna put a spotlight on, is automatically gonna take the spotlight off something else. It has to be that way. You can't have the spotlight on so many things at once. Any, anything that's important to you is always, gonna take the, is always gonna take the place of something else that used to be important. So if you wanna know, my body's face, so you have to figure out what, what am I looking for? The Chacham is looking just to become the wealthiest, most, most impressive person in his village. So he runs away from the village and he runs away from something that had a good pronounce, everything was well, and, and he becomes a mishari, he becomes enslaved to his job. He becomes a total slave to these people. He becomes totally mishubed to them. He becomes shibish oisim hatev ma'id al derech. He went from being an impressive person to somebody who's changing tires just for the sake of chasing something that's not important. Just for the sake of chasing something that, like the Chavis Salvovus writes, it's not gonna take it, not gonna come to the grave. It's not gonna come with the person, it's impossible to take it. He's getting to that, he's chasing and chasing and chasing something that's never ever gonna bring him satisfaction. And again, it's a scary thing to see, but this is what he does. So he begins at the bottom, 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 he went from the top all the way to the bottom, just for the sake of chasing something that's not important. Okay, this, this is what the Chacham does, and again, this is, this is our stories. We're not talking about a chacham, we're talking about our chacham, we're talking about our time, we're talking about the story of our lives, that we're, we're all involved in, in the story at every moment, making these choices. Do you want to become enslaved to somebody else or do you want to be free people? Do you want to be enslaved to money? Do you want to be enslaved to COVID? Do you want to be enslaved to other people's perception? Or do you want to be free people, but somebody who's a real ben and somebody who's really able to be free? Fine, so they take him, and now they come, to, they come to the city of Warsaw. It's the big city. So now he comes to Warsaw and everything's working out very well, which means he now found a group of people and it seems like the journey went well. 
They like him. They're happy with him. He's happy with them. He got a ride to the big city. Now, the, the natural thing to do is you began at the bottom of that ladder, continue climbing that ladder of success. You started working for them. And again, maybe it was a Yerida that he started working for them, becoming a Mesharis. But if you started working for them and they like you and they realize that you're smart, so the natural goal would be is work your way up. Stay with them. Stick with these people. These people seem to be good, honest people. Stick with these people and work your way up slowly. But he doesn't do that. He's too smart for that. He's too smart to be able to do this. He says, wait a second. The whole point of why I was with them was only to get to Warsaw. Now in Warsaw, what do I need to be with them? Now again, he doesn't say, I want to look for something, a better job so that I could utilize my talents. That's never, that's never his motivation. The motivation of trying to find a better job to be able to utilize your talents better is not a problem. The, the motivation to try to get more money to be able to provide for your family, to give stuck, that's not a problem. His problem is, His problem is always that He looks around at the people that he can't, got the hitch with and he's like, these people? What do I need to be with these people for? Suddenly he comes to Warsaw and he just jumped. When he was in his village, he looked at these people as the most impressive people. Because relative to the people in his village, these people were impressive. They had four horses, they had a big carriage, he had never seen that before. And he looked up at them and he was willing to enslave himself to them in order to get to Warsaw. Then he gets to Warsaw and suddenly he sees these guys are not the most impressive people in Warsaw. I used to think that these people were impressive, but in Warsaw, they're just regular people. In Warsaw, there's a lot of horses that are, that are riding around the streets. There's a lot of carriages, a lot of seichrim. So what does he do right away? He cuts himself off from them. He says, What do I have to, I don't want to be seen with these people anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with them. They're just the regular mundane people in Warsaw. I need to go straight to the top. So every place that he's going, he needs to rise to the top. So he's with people that are good people, but they're, regular, they're too mundane. They're too basic. And therefore he says, Ulai, maybe, and again, this is the key word, the word that destroys the, destroys the Chacham, is Ulai, maybe, Yeshmakam Taiv Mehem. Maybe there's a makam toiv meh, maybe there's a better place from them, and we'll see in a second why he used the word makam toiv meh as opposed to anashamay toiv. But what's the issue? What destroys the chacham is the word ulai, maybe. Right? What destroys people when they're dating is they go with a girl, and everything's working out well. Everything's going well, but ulai, ulai yesh toiv meh. But maybe there's somebody better. How do I ever know that this girl that I'm dating is gonna be, the, is gonna be it, right? Maybe if I can get something else, it might be better than what I have. And how do I ever know that the job that I'm involved in is the best job? Maybe if I search the market, maybe if I, you know, if I go, if I go out and I start to search around at other, at other, at other, in other areas and other fields, maybe I'll find something better. So I'm in a job and it's going well. I'm dating a girl and it's going well. I'm living in a house and it's going well. But but I can always find something better. Right? There's always something that's there's always something out there that's better. There's always there's always the next great thing. So I have a phone. My phone's working well. Yep, but there's probably a better phone that has come out since I got my phone. I got it a few years ago. There's probably, there's probably a nicer car. And the nicer car probably has better features. And the new, you know, the next girl I'm going to date probably is a little bit better than the girl I'm going to date now. So, maybe there's something better than that. Now, again, what he has is good, but he can't ever be satisfied with what he has because he's always, there's always a nagging thought in his head. Maybe there's something better than what I have. And that's, that's the Suffolk of Amalek. We're reading the Parsha of Amalek now. The Suffolk of Amalek. Amalek is Gematria Suffolk because it, it's not the Suffolk of is there a God or not. That's one part of the Suffolk. But there's also a Suffolk at every moment of a person's life that a person's always misupic, a person's always stuck in the place of self-doubt and anxiety is what I have the best thing or maybe I can get something better. I have a therapist. Maybe I can get a better therapist. I have a friend. Maybe I can get better... Nothing, a person's never ever satisfied with what they have because there's always a nagging thorn in the back of their head. Maybe there's something better than what I have. So again, he comes to Warsaw, everything's going well. The natural thing you should do is just stick with them. Stick with them, work your way up. They like you, 
You just spent time traveling to Warsaw, work, it doesn't, doesn't want to do that. Why? Lamely discussion, hey, look, what I have to be better with these people, maybe I can get something better. Maybe I can chase something larger and bigger and more impressive, and therefore he leaves them. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be Mavakesh and I'm gonna see. So and we'll see what he does in a second is he leaves these people. Right? He just leaves right away and he goes and he goes looking in the shuk to try to find something. But just to focus for one second on that word, because the word of Nachman used a very odd word. He says, elu. What do I have to be with these people for? Which means, why do I want to attach myself to them? And then he says, Ulai yesh makam mehem. Maybe there's a makam, maybe there's a place that's better than him. So you can't say there's a place that's better than a person. Right? It's very, the, the word doesn't really make a lot of sense. The sentence doesn't make sense. You say, Ulai yesh anashem mehem. Maybe there are people that are better than him. That's not the word he uses. Ulai yesh makam, maybe there's a place that's better than him. So the Mepharshim explain that if you look at this, the Torah of Nechem writes in, 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 in Tanyan, in the second Chalik of Lukut Imran, I'll read it, it's two lines inside. It writes in Torah to involve the following thing. When a person has a heart, and a heart, he says, means that a heart's connected to the Rabban Shalom. When a person has a heart, he doesn't have a makam klau. He becomes a place of the world. Godliness is in the person's life. A person who has a Yiddish heart, a person who has a heart that's connected to the Rabbanu A person who has a good Yiddish heart, should never be able to say that this place is not good for me. Because there is no makam that he has. He is the place of the world, and the world is not his place. Rabbanachim means the following thing. It says the, the Chazal uses this lashon. They're talking about the Rabbanachim. The Rabbanachim is called Makayma Shal Oilam. Right, the word we use are Menachem. Somebody is Hamakim Menachem Eschem. Hamakim is one of the names of Hashem. It's one of the titles of Hashem. Hamakim means that instead of the Rabbanachim Shal Oilam being, so to speak, Kaviyachal Chas V'Shalom inside this world, the world is the Makayma Shal Oilam. The, the the world is, so to speak, Kaviyachal found within the Rabbanachim. The Rabbanachim is bigger than the Makayma of the world, as opposed to the place of the world being bigger than the Makayma of this place. So this table is found within this room. That means that the room is bigger than the table. The table is within this room. But the Rabbanu Shalom is not found within the world. On the contrary, the world is found, so to speak, within the Rabbanu Shalom. The Rabbanu Shalom is Makayma Shalom, Ve'ena Elo Makayma. Zakhtar Nachman, if you have real Amuna, if you connect it to the Rabbanu Shalom, you have the same Bechina as well. Which means, as opposed to you finding yourself in a specific place, Every place that you are is the makam that you're supposed to be in. You're bigger than the makam that you find yourself in, which means you're not subservient to any specific place because wherever you are is just a place that's already inside of you. As opposed to you finding yourself in a specific location, you're bigger than all the locations. And Mela ain't like makam klal. Again, there's two types of people that don't have a makam. There's a kind of person that's wandering, right? the kind killed Hevel and the, the curse is the kind that's been novenad. He's wandering, he doesn't have a makam because he doesn't feel settled anywhere. But the opposite of that, is a person who always feels settled wherever he is, right? So you can either be somebody who's in Gullus and wherever you are, you don't feel settled. Even when you're in your own home, you don't feel settled because you're in Gullus. The Gullus is taking place in the inside and a person is nav and nav, wherever he's going is unsettled. But the opposite of that, Rabbi Nachman says, is a person who has real amuna that he's able to say wherever I am is the exact makam that I'm supposed to be. That he finds himself to be bigger than the places that, he, that he's in. That the places become subservient to him as opposed to him being Meshavah to the place. That the place that he's in is now utilized to help him be served the Rabbanu Shalom properly. As opposed to him saying, okay, now I'm in this place. Now I have to do this. And when I'm in this place, I have to do something else. And Mimele Nachman says, a person who has proper amuna 
person should never say, this is not a good place for me. I don't like this city. I don't like this location. I don't like this place that I'm in. He should always say that wherever I find myself is smaller than who I am. I'm bigger than the makam. I'm larger than the makam. I don't have to be stuck inside of a place that the place, I have to be meshubah to the place. The place becomes meshubah to me. The same way the Rabbanisham is larger than the world. Every yid can be larger than the place that he finds himself. And a person has proper amunah should never say, I'm not in a good place. You're always in a good place. Because if you have proper namuna, then you recognize where you are is the greatest place that you need to be. There's no other place that you need to be. There's no place that, that works or doesn't work for you because the places, the places become something that you can utilize as opposed to you being stuck in the place and now having to figure out how do I adapt to, how do I adapt to the place that I'm in. Somebody who has amuna doesn't adapt to society, doesn't adapt to the locale that he's in. On the contrary, he's able to get able to be mashpia that everything adapts to him. He's able to utilize whatever matzev that he finds himself in, whatever physical space he finds himself in, he can adapt that to him. So a person who's makayma shal oilam, person who has amuna doesn't adapt to the place, the place adapts to him. But this is the problem of the chacham. The chacham is not a person who has amuna. The chacham is not a person who believes in the rabbanu shalom. Amemela, he's chasing a makam also because he doesn't have a makam. He's navanad. He's the kayan who's running around who never finds a place. So he's looking for better people, but he's also looking for a place. He doesn't have a place. Not because every place is his place. He doesn't have a place because no place is his place. Right? There are, kind of, there are kind of people that they feel very, very settled. Wherever they are, they can be in a hotel, they can be on vacation, they can be on a business trip, they can be you know, stuck, on, stuck somewhere else. They, they feel settled wherever they are because they recognize that where I am is exactly I need to be. Right? Somebody was just telling me there, about Kalish from Waterbury. He's talking about, uh, he's talking about you know, Hassan in, in Baltimore. He said, Rabbi Kalish from Waterbury tells the guys in his, in his yeshiva, and it's like apparently like a big thing in the yeshiva that they all know that you're not allowed to say the word schlep. Schlep is like a curse word in Waterbury. Why? Because schlep means that we have to go from here, from Waterbury, we have to go all the way to New York, we have to go all the way to Baltimore, and so schlep. And, and so he says every, every time they go somewhere, it's a road trip. So they could be going to Hassan an hour away, two hours away, three hours, it's a road trip, which means they recognize that the journey itself is someplace to be. Because if you're, if you, if you're not Makaymish al-Aylam, if the Aylam is your Makam, so then wherever you find yourself, okay, now, I'm at, a rest, I'm, at a, I'm at a rest stop and there's no kosher food and I'm traveling and it's cold outside and I'm stuck in a car and it's a small car. So then I'm always become, I always have to adapt to the place that I'm in. But if you recognize that it's all part of the journey and everything I'm doing is part of an opportunity to serve the Rabbanu Shalom, so nothing is a shlap. Shlap means that, no, but I have to be stuck in a car. No, 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 that's, that itself is the place that you need to be. If you have to get from point A to point B, then the way the vehicle that gets you from point A to point B is itself the makam. Now that becomes your, your makam. The Rabbanu Shalom is makam yishal oilam, and Rabbanu Shalom is telling us every yid can be makam yishal oilam. Every yid can be a place that wherever he is, becomes subservient and becomes part of his journey. That there is no, okay, this is just, you know, to get me from point A to point B. If I found myself here, there's a reason why I'm here. And all I have to do is figure out how I can get this place to be able to adapt to the situation that I'm in, to be able to utilize it to serve the Rabbanu properly. And in the middle of the Chacham, Right away, the question is, I don't want these people, and he's looking for a makam because he has no place. Because no place is ever his place. The person who's a balamuna, every place is his place, and therefore he doesn't need to be in a certain place. He doesn't need to be, oh, if I'm in this place, then I can serve the Rabbanisham, but if I'm over there, no, wherever he is, he's able to serve the Rabbanisham exactly the way he needs to do. There's no, if I get to a certain yeshiva, to a certain place, to a certain shir, Wherever he is, is the exact place that he can serve the Rabbanisham. And maybe he's not looking for a makam. This, this is the problem with the Chacham, is that he's lamali leskashem elu, ule yesh makam taib mehem. Eilech vavakesh ve'eris. Again, what his problem is, is always this problem. Eilech, he's always running, he's always searching. He doesn't like the people that he's with, not because there's anything wrong with them, because maybe there's going to be something better. And he says, I'm in Warsaw, in the big city, this is the first time coming to the big city. Eilech, I want to go, va'avakesh ve'er, I'm going to see. 
And again, he's using his eyes. His eyes are the thing, are the tools that end up destroying him because he's using his eyes to look externally as opposed to looking internally. And again, he goes to the same place. He goes to the shuk. This is just a much bigger shuk. This is the shuk in Warsaw. So it's an outdoor shuk again. He's living in Chitzani. He's living in the gas in the street. And he's going to the shuk. So he's, he doesn't just ask. Chakira. Chakira is one of the words the Rabbi Nachman uses to say that a person needs to stay far away from Chakira, from philosophy, but he's a chacham. So now is the first time that he starts to do research on the people that he just spent the past few weeks with, traveling from place to place, from point A to point B. He starts to ask people in Warsaw, these people are from Warsaw, he starts to ask people, do you know these people? So he starts to ask them, are they good? But more importantly, I don't care if they're good. Is there anybody more respectful? Is there a better job that I can get? Is there anything that's greater than them? Or are these people on the top? Because that's his only question. It's the only thing, again, the Chacham cares about. Who's at the top of the ladder? Those are the people that he's going to chase. And he's going to try to get there and rise above them. Because he has to be at the top, the cream of the crop. The Imye Shavim. So I want to know if they're good. But that, that itself is a great question to ask. He wants to do proper research to find out should he continue working for them. But then the next question that he asks is again, what destroys him? But maybe there's somebody better than them. So the people in Warsaw, they tell him, these are great people. These are people that it's worthwhile to work for. They're great people. It's good to be by them. However, it is difficult to be by them. Because they travel, therefore it's not so easy to be able to be with them. So again, the people get told him, it's a good job, it's not perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. But the first thing they say is, They're good people. They're proper people. They're honest people. They're good people to work with. It's good to be with them. But there's a slight disadvantage. Is that end up traveling and you're going to, have to, you're going to, have to, be, you have to spend time with the traveling. Now again, if he would be somebody who is a regular person at time, he would say, okay, every job has its advantages and disadvantages. And I'm willing to say, let me make a, let me make a shikla das. Let me figure out, does this make sense? He would take the job. Here's good people, honest people. It's in Warsaw. It's the big city where he wanted to get to. He would take the job. But he's not, but he's not a tam. He's a chacham. And therefore, as soon as he sees one issue, one deficiency, he drops the whole thing. Right, again, back to that mashal, the guy who's dating a girl. So if his mindset is, maybe there's somebody better. So, you know, if you would make a proper shikol, he would say, yeah, everything lines up. Yeah, but there's one flaw. And if there's one flaw, then maybe I can find somebody who has all the milas, but doesn't have that one flaw. So when he hears that there's a good job and he hears that there's something good, but there's a flaw in the job. You know, every job has its flaws. Everything has advantages and disadvantages. But because he's a chacham, he's not willing to overlook the disadvantage. He says, maybe I'm going to find something without any disadvantages. So he's going to go find a job and we'll see. The next job he gets is going to get up also. It's going to have advantages, but it's going to have a disadvantage. And the next job is going to have advantages. He's always going to be stuck in a place where there's always going to be disadvantages. The reality of working for people, the reality of this world is going to be etzadas, toivara. There's always going to be toiv, but to be a little bit of ra. And the goal is to find something that makes sense, that's logical, that works. The shoemaker also wasn't perfect. He didn't have a perfect job. He didn't have the easiest job, but he did a job that made sense. That brought in. But the chacham can't do that. Because if you're living in the world where you're always constantly doubting, then maybe I'll find something better that as soon as you hear that there's something challenging about the job that you're in, you drop the job. As soon as you hit a roadblock, you drop it. Why? Because maybe I can just find something that's the easy lane. Maybe I can find something that's perfect. Maybe I can find something that has no flaws at all. And therefore, the Chacham is not willing to overlook any, 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 of these, uh, any of these things. Now, we'll see. We're going to see what happens. We'll, we'll stop here, but we'll see what happens. The next time he goes into the Shuk and he finds other jobs, but really, part of, part of his challenge is that he drops his job before he finds another job. This is also the, also the, the Klala of the Chacham. And again, people do this very often, is that because they don't like the job that they're in, the job that they're in is not perfect, and they think, they're forgiving themselves that maybe they're going to find something that's perfect, they end up leaving the job that they're in, and they spend months and months and months in between jobs saying, okay, I left that job, 
but I didn't find another job. Now again, there are extreme circumstances where a person needs to leave the job, a person has a terrible boss, and the person is going through real challenges in the job, and it's worthwhile to leave it. But that's not why the chacham leaves the job. The chacham leaves the job because maybe I can find something better. And he ends up getting, you can end up getting stuck in this place where you left one job, you didn't find another job, and a person end up on unemployment for six months, for a year, for two years, for three years, just saying, and then every job that comes your way, you say, wait, but I've already been unemployed for two years. Now I should take that job, but that job's not perfect, right? The guy who's 30, 35, 40, the older the guy gets, he says, yeah, but if I already waited 20 years today, I already is 20 years to get married. I should marry the girl that has that one flaw. I waited 20 years. I need perfection, 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 because I waited 20 years. And I already, wait, I already left my job and I'm out of a job for a year. Now I'm, not, I'm only gonna take the job that's perfect, perfect job. Anything that's slight imperfection, I'm not gonna take it. That's the chacham. Because he says, I left my job. I'm leaving my job. Why? Because it's not perfect. Now, again, you don't leave things that are not perfect. You say, that's the reality. The reality of life is that not everything's perfect. But if you're a chacham, you leave things that are not perfect. Because you believe that you're going to get to the place that's perfect. You believe that maybe, maybe there's something better, and he's chasing something that's going to be better. And again, we'll see what happens when he gets to his next job and what, 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 what he gets in, you know, enthralled by by his next job. And obviously, that's also going to have the deficiencies, and he's always going to be stuck in a place where there's always going to be deficiencies. And the goal of the time is to be able to say, okay, there are challenges, not everything's perfect, but to be able to recognize that I can live with the challenges and I can be able to utilize the challenges in a way of growth.